Welcome to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. I'm Amanda Stager. On May 24, 2014, more than a dozen indigenous poets, storytellers, musicians, and spoken word artists performed at an event entitled Our Land, Culture, Community, Story, Poetry, Song, Music, Rap for Liberation. The event was a benefit for the Indigenous Alliance Without Borders, whose mission is to affirm the rights of indigenous peoples, their rights to self-determination, their collective human and civil rights, the rights of sovereignty, and the protection of sacred sites, and the free, unrestricted movement across international borders. Today's 30 Minutes continues with Part 4 of a multi-part series featuring host and organizer Simon J. Ortiz, an indigenous poet and writer of Acoma Pueblo Heritage, who specializes in indigenous literature. He is a Regents Professor of English at Arizona State University and convened many of the artists and introduced the speakers. Later in the program, Simon will read three pieces. First up, on 30 Minutes, we'll hear members of Tucson Youth Poetry Slam, Eva Sierra, Gabby Gonzalez, and Jose Martinez. I want to introduce the, uh, uh, the youth, uh, the Tucson Youth Poetry Slam. Uh, for all of them to come up, there's three of them. They're all going to uh, present uh, a poem, a piece, and that's uh, uh, Eva Sierra. And Gabi, Gabi uh, Gonzalez, and Jose Martinez. Uh, hello, my name is Eva Sierra. I'm here from Tucson Youth Poetry Slam. I'm not from Tucson. I live in Douglas, um, which is about a two-hour drive who, for whoever hasn't been there. And um, recently, we started a thing in Douglas called Border Town Voices. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash bordertownvoices. Right now, it's just a Facebook page, but we're trying to get that started and do some, some voice down in Douglas, too. So if you guys get with the page, then you guys can see what's coming up and maybe go to an event down there. Anyways... This poem is about anyone who's ever tried to conceal their cultural identity despite it being pronounced by the color of your skin. In recent years, I had my mind fixated on the idea that I was too cool to embrace my Mexican culture, which, looking back, is pretty stupid considering just a few years ago I couldn't speak proper English. I couldn't speak English until I was thrown into a classroom that forced me to speak nothing else. I'm not sure how they intended on teaching me the language using nothing but. I do not live in Tucson where Lorgullo burns like the desert sun where the streets harbor a generation of coyotes whose insomnia is fueled by the struggle to balance two cultures. No, I live in a small town named after a white man who was good to his brown workers, Douglas. And sure, the climate is slightly cooler and the landscaping is more mountain than it is desert, but my house is a five-minute walk from the Mexican border where I can be, sle- where I can be seen on a weekly basis grabbing an assortment of chuchulucos, dulces, papitas, y una coca light para la dieta. Thinking back, how did it become too cool to embrace my blood when I grew up eating sabritas con salsita while playing Grand Theft Auto en la maquinitas y Mario en el Nintendo? As a child, a handful of monedas, tazos, canicas, y trompos were all I needed to be happy. When Dragon Ball C era una necesidad. However, when I was in the first grade, I was put into my district's gifted program. Then suddenly, knowing English and all about stupid American pop culture made me feel smart. 
a dangerous feeling, saddening considering just a few years ago I couldn't speak proper English, saddening porque mi mamá no dejó a su tierra para que yo la olvidara. In third grade, we covered a unit on Latino poets and I could just not relate. However, I could relate to German expressionism, I could relate to Russian literature, I could relate to Japanese haiku, but how could that be when I never rubbed dirt off my bloody knees in Germany? I was never given a bath with a garden hose in Russia, and I never rode a burro in Japan. I notice now, I get a little angry when people ask me if I'm Filipino. I get a little angry when people are surprised to hear me speak Spanish. I get a little angry when people call me Eva porque me llamo Eva. I notice now that tough exterior has been penetrated by a passion like no other, and I'm glad because a lot of times el orgullo is all we have. Thank you. Hi, I'm Gabby Gonzalez. Um, I go to Santa Rita High School. I'm 16. And a uh, fun fact about my poetry, I personify a lot of it. So it's not love. It's um, personified from drugs. When we suffer together, it is different. Masking our mistakes with lies, we become one. Joined together, we are lovers unheard of sharing a kiss of sweet desperation, lips locked on the moment of truth. Our hands trembled over each other's foreign bodies of blood and suffering, holding each other close to the pits of forgiveness and redemption, letting the fire lick our sins, soothing the pain. We became one as you forced your dishonesty into my circle of trust, I rejecting your putrefied venom and we broke apart. Change is inevitable, and you cling to the moments where we became one, forgetting when we were separate nations lost in the swirls of insanity. Now we are separate unities. All is permeable, nothing is solid. One equals none, equals I, equals you, equals separate unities, with lost combination codes to either soul. When we suffer together, it is different. We become our lies, masking our pain, searching for truth inside one another. We cannot be defined. None is non-existent. I can be profound, while you will never change. So I will go my separate way. So um, raise your hand if you've ever been to the Tucson Youth Poetry Slam. All right, that's a lot of hands. Um, so the Tucson Youth Poetry Slam happens once a month, the third Saturday of every month at the Bentley's House of Coffee and Tea right there off of Camwin Speedway. Um, you guys can stop by and see us there. Workshop starts at 5 o'clock. Slam starts at 7. Um, and we're there every single month, third Saturday. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, all that social media stuff. Um, my name is Jose Martinez. I've been slamming for about two years. I remember I did this event ex almost exactly two years ago. It was my first ever event that I did outside of types. And um, hopefully I've grown since then. But <laughs> so this is the Ten Commandments of being Mexican. Number one, thou shalt eat tortillas and frijoles with every meal, even on Thanksgiving, because you know your turkey could always use a little bit of salsa. Number two. 
Always respect your nana, abuela, abuelita, because you know she'll beat your ass, cabrón, even if she's under five feet tall. <laughs> Number three, don't let anyone make fun of your shoes just because you got them at the swap meet. They won't understand that churros, kettle corn, bargains, good deals, and a random guy selling his chickens is a cool place to spend your Friday and Saturday nights. Number four, the day the minority becomes the majority is closer than we think. And no ignorant, unfair, inhumane law will get in our way, number five. Look into your mother's eyes and swear to her that you will make it in this world. And you will make something of yourself. And every burrito she rolled, every taco she served, every restaurant she worked in, every insult spin in her face by bosses who abused the fact that she had no papers, every trailer park, every sleepless night counting numbers that will never make ends meet, making sure we had a damn tortilla and our stomachs will not go to waste because that one tortilla in my stomach has become a fire. And I will redeem myself, mom. I will redeem myself and everything you did for us will not go to waste, number six. Don't forget where you came from, whether you're Cruz, Chavez, Martinez, Lopez, Garcia, Gonzalez, or any other name. Don't forget where you came from. Number seven, French is not the language of love. Lo siento por los que nunca van a saber lo caliente que es el lenguaje español. El amor y hermoso que es cada palabra que corre por mis venas hispanas. Número ocho. Can you hear the sweat drip? Dripping puddles of generations into the dirt. Evaporating in the hot desert sun like we never existed. The eight commandments, the sound of his knees dropping to the ground. Jagged pebbles of an American dream stabbing into his knees. Last summer between Rio Rico and a family praying to Virgen de Guadalupe. To protect him from the green monsters that guard this land of opportunity. Not knowing that God is no longer the only one that can judge you once you're in the land of America. Number nine. Don't let them take away years of blood, sweat, and tears, books, classrooms, racial discrimination. What's next? Will history repeat itself? I dare you to try to burn through this callous skin. The harder it gets, the harder we work. You say we're worthless and we take your jobs? Do you know what hardworking Mexican hands taste like? Try not to choke on your tomatoes. Number 10. Always remember that no matter how much soap you use, you'll always be brown. You are listening to Remarks Made at Our Land Culture Community, Story, Poetry, Song, Music, Rap for Liberation. The event was a benefit for the Indigenous Alliance Without Borders on 30 Minutes, 91.3 KXCI Tucson. Up next, Spoken Futures co-director Sarah Gonzalez discusses the Tucson Youth Poetry Slam, followed by Leilani Clark. All right. That's uh, Tucson Youth Poetry Slam, which of course is um, more than just Tucson. Uh, we have students that come down from Florence, we have students that come from Douglas, and it's really amazing to hear them speak. And we also have a thing that we do where we have featured poets, um, so our youth can also be learning from others in the community and different voices. We got to have Amy Wan from the uh, TO Nation um, recently, and Leilani also, who I'm gonna invite up here real quick for one piece, who also um, works with us a lot. And I will say that our youth are activists. We talk about these issues and then use writing as a way to process it. And I can't tell you how really angry I get at hearing all the stories about the education system in which they try to prosper and keeps holding them back. So we need these kinds of events. We need these organizations to provide um, another space for our young people. I'm going to uh, say Eva. Uh, was writing a poem that was really amazing about youth and sexuality and she got threatened with suspension from her school 
And so that is why she started the Border Town Voices on her own outside the high school so every other youth could have a safe place to um, talk about what's important to them. And Gabby wrote a poem about sexual violence against women globally, so they're really on it. And Jose, you already know from his words, but at some point we were in his principal's office and I, had, I was so angry and I, I basically just got in a shouting match with his principal because it's ridiculous how some of our schools are treating our young people. So this is the kind of education that we need and this is the ethnic studies that, that we need. So um, give it up for Leilani Clark, who's gonna introduce herself and share her words with us. Cool, nice surprise. Thanks again just to the wonderful community that we have from Tucson, Southern Arizona, Northern Arizona. We have some folks from out of town too. Just thanks for bringing all your energy to the space right now for again, this wonderful organization, Alianza Indígenas Sin Fronteras. So this is really good, good times tonight. It's just good to hear all of our stories that we carry. And I feel like each of the footsteps that we walk in carry our stories. Each breath that we give out carries that stories. And we have to honor that too with putting that energy forward with our words. So the way that we share poetry just spoke word, written word anyway. It's just a really beautiful, just that transfer of energy and that the fact that we're sharing this with all each other is really good honor to be a part of this. So this is a piece I wrote called Colors of Maps, Musics, and Medicines. Our colors are not our own, but the colors of the landscapes, regions, and territories our ancestors stepped on before us. Where they were created, where the mountains laugh life into our bodies and where the waters breathed being into our souls. We carry that map all in our skin. Dark as the earth, reflecting off golden rays of kissed sunlights, complementing our tones quite naturally, quite well. For me, my color is my badge of honor, my shield, my defense, my sign to others. I am from a line of survivors. Of course, I will survive anything you throw at me. My tint is my red and black flag. I wave in defiance, in pride, in challenge. Come at me with all you've got. Of course, I will survive your daggers. Just the feat of me breathing here and existing here today is a tribute to what honorable breath feels my lungs and what strong blood flows through my veins. I walk, I sing, I dance, I speak, I live with proud blood inside of me, which came from the Four Corners areas whose red rocks gave its color, which came from the springs deep within Sycamore, whose waters gave its flow, and from the bay, rooted from Texas, rooted from Mississippi, rooted from Africa through the transatlantic slave trade, from which region I cannot tell you that journey gave its heat an unending resilience, resilience that refuses to give up, even when I wanted to so badly, that blood kept me here, kept me alive. Carrying a hidden strength inside myself that brought me all the way to this point in time today, where in my body flows the waters of Kapoenge and the red earths of Diné territory. This blood surviving the chains and the whips, the ocean ride from hell where a casketless grave at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean was a better alternative for young babies. Some African mothers were forced to compromise while just in chains and human waste beneath the bowels of the ships with the cargo and gunpowder. I carry the 1680 Pueblo rebellions in my veins, my chest, my cry. <laughs> Santa Clara from Summer Clan, Khaje, and Navajo from Nanesht Eshe Tabaha, whose tales I can't even tell you just yet. Just that I know I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. The tint to my red skin and the curl to my hair is proof to that. In me rests deep obsidian knowledge lost yet found in each breath, pouring through my veins, curling my hair and tinting my skin. Mahogany, yes, I am that black woman. Jazz singing through my body, that low edge in our voice to purge the body's historic memory of the cold feel of shackles upon our skin and the forceful touch of the white master. And yet, still, despite such hellish environments, 
Two African men with two African women found each other, fell in love, and nurtured the new lives they created, all leading this point in time today, 2014, where I breathe long life into my hands. Waini, in prayer, in medicine, from where roses grow near water. Yes, Santa Clara and Navajo blood flowing side by side to connect Africa here, the Southwest, my place of creation since time memoriam. Yet while the other half of me lost that ancient connection to the earth long ago, stolen from our land, where only the strongest survived that ocean trip from hell. I walk with the duality like no other. One foot steps in Mother Africa and one steps foots here in the Americas, heel over sacred red earth's toes dipped in sacred silent waters. So I tell you, Feast your eyes upon my powerful black and red body, for I have nothing to hide. My face lifted up toward the heavens, towards the gold of the sun soaking into my hair. Curls, 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 ringlets down my shoulders, light from all the guilt. Does my stance offend you? Do my curves offend you? The fact that my neck is stretched so far back, held high for all the world to see when you think I should have only remained in shadows. I am a beautiful black woman, like Nefertiti, like Nzinga, a queen. Sacred corn everywhere I walk, I am a beautiful red earth woman. Every step I take is a ceremony. Yes, does my body offend you? Words ridding myself clean from the silence, too sexy, too vulgar, when my dark skin is showing? Well, my body is my palace, and every brick and stone laid down was an act of labor and love like no other. From all those that came before me, suffering for this same tint of flesh and curve of breast and thigh. Our colors are not our own, but the colors of the landscapes, regions, and territories our ancestors stepped on before us, where they were created, where the mountains laugh life into our bodies and where the waters breathe being into our souls. We carry that map all in our skin, dark as the earth, ref reflecting off golden rays of kissed sunlight, complementing our tones quite well, quite naturally. For me, my color is my lifeline, my maps, my medicine, my music, my treasure, my stories, my voice, my words, my greatest strength of all. Thank you. All right, more stories, more poetry, and more music, and more rap. The next uh, poet is me, and I'm uh, Simon, Simon Ortiz, or in my Akuma language, my name is also Hitrotsi. Uh, Hitrotsi, M A A S T N O I U T A A S I A S T Z N I N I A. In my own language, that is my name. Hitrotsi, Jami Hanus, the Ta of the Eagle people, and also a child of the Kutsi Hano, that is uh, a child of the Antelope people or clan most people use. It's really in terms of the heritage that one identifies himself or herself. And it's a, it's a cultural, cultural knowledge that we are all able to know ourselves through. And no matter who we are, whether or not we still insist upon a cultural identity, it's important to realize that we are all uh, named accordingly, according to the knowledge of our cultural heritage. I want to read a couple of poems, at least two, maybe three, 
But this is a bit of my own offering. I uh, am not wearing my reading glasses, so I'm going to have to read really uh, close, my face close to uh, the page. This is uh, from a book called Out There Somewhere. Is the translation into English of the title of this book, and it has to do with you know some somebody's looking for a kid, uh, perhaps uh, uh, where is uh, John or Jimmy or Alice or whoever, and they say, oh he must be out there somewhere, outside. And that's what the translation into Akama is. Somewhere out there. This poem is called No Weather Map. Poems are not weather reports. No data, no radar pictures. Yet somehow my sense of things and the way I map my way requires a clear design that I can look at. So in the morning, I look outside, or sometimes in mid-afternoon, and there it is, a climate of air, wind, sun, much rain, such quirkiness, sometimes I just don't know what. It's poetry I end up with, image I behold and believe. A fine slant of sunlight suddenly appearing, a treetop, or the long, vast days of rain and more rain, and the river squalls coming up the Willamette from the Columbia and the coast. Nothing stops this poetic data in its purest form. Thin boundaries of the coastal range, nor the wishes I dare make for hours of sunshine. My weather is in the living margin, open to me, the place where I stand and the place I see. This is poetry and the design my journey needs. Poetry is sometimes <laughs> Poetry is sometimes a mysterious way of communicating. It's like picking up words and images at random, just like where I'm standing, looking out at the room and seeing all different people, different faces. Some of you I know and others I don't. And the walls around, some with paintings, like to my right, or a uh, uh, occupied Tucson, sign hanging across the other wall and then to the left more paintings like a mural and all of that actually is poetry in words in language in communication this poem is called kite ocean ocean isle north carolina March 1994. 
We left the kite unflown, left it still in its plastic sheath, just like it had come to the gas station from Taiwan or from Japan, maybe Florida, New York. We didn't let it fly after all. Seagulls, the tide coming in, later going out the pier in the distance. He wanted to remember everything, but a week later, he couldn't. What can you say when you say goodbye? Maybe after all, there is no good way. I have to read your letter again. What can I say when I don't wish goodbye and just want to hold and hold? When they stood on the trembling pier, he looked out to the ocean horizon, searching for what he didn't know, and then sought for something bearable and enough. It's okay, he thought. It's bearable and enough. A kite tumbles in the wind, a butterfly. It dances too soon across a wintry meadow. The butterfly's freedom doesn't know why it dances, why it's tossed by the wind. We don't even know the wind may change sooner than we know from cold to colder. From cold to colder. But even then, he wished they had freed the kite from the plastic sheath and let it dance. But even then, I wish they had freed the kite from the plastic sheath and let it dance. But even then, I wish we had freed that kite from the plastic sheath and let it dance and watched it sail toward a horizon that was ours. Thank you. And the last, and the last poem is this, what I know. Things don't always have to be on the edge. I have a choice. The edge is not just right there. It is away from me. I am away from it. 20 years ago in South Carolina, I'm walking on the beach. I tell Kelly, but I don't know whether the sun is going, is rising in the east or in the west this morning. I'm cold and hungry, but I think it's rising or falling. I still don't know sometimes. Yesterday morning, the rainy wind dragged wet leaves across the parking lots of Portland, and the dim sun spun gray edges around curbs, street signs, tree trunks, city buildings. How we see is not always a test, and we don't really know all real things. Wet leaves, cold wind, bus engine roar, and sunlight. Spinning, rising, or falling is real, and when the edge is there, or here, and I'm still nearing, 
or drawing away from it. This is my choice. This is what I know. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to remarks made at an event entitled Our Land, Culture, Community, Story, Poetry, Song, Music, Rap for Liberation. The event was a benefit for the Indigenous Alliance Without Borders, whose mission is to affirm the rights of indigenous peoples, their right to self-determination, their collective human and civil rights, the rights of sovereignty, and the protection of sacred sites, and the free, unrestricted movement across international borders. Today's 30 Minutes included host and MC Simon J. Ortiz, an indigenous poet and writer of Acoma Pueblo heritage who specializes in indigenous literature. In the first portion of the program today, we heard from Tucson Youth Poetry Slammers, Eva Sierra, Gabby Gonzalez, and Jose Martinez. We also heard from Sarah Gonzalez and Leilani Clark. Thank you for listening to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. This has been part four of a multi-part series. I'm Amanda Shogger.